This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. We're going to spend a little time looking at an account that happened in John 9. Uh, I'm not going to read the chapter to you because I can see the look on your face if I was going to read 41 verses to you the way I read. But I am going to paraphrase, and that's out of my comfort zone a little bit, summarizing. So bear with me, my... Mouth goes 40, my mind goes 140 when I'm up here, so bear with me and we'll hopefully get something out of the study today. John chapter 9, we read Jesus and the disciples come across a blind beggar, man born, born blind. And the disciples said, what, what did he do? What sin did him or his parent commit that he'd be blind? And he said, neither him or his parents committed a sin for him to be blind, but we're here for God to do works within us and through us. So he reached down, picked up some clay, spit on it, made mud ball, rubbed it in his eyes, told him to go wash in the river Siloam. Blind man did, and he got his sight. He could see. And he didn't ask a question. He just went and did what he's told and commanded. So he comes back, and some neighbors were seeing him, and they were, is that the blind beggar? No, that's not him. That's somebody else that looks like him, is what they're saying. So it really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to him anyway, I guess, when he was begging. But he heard them talking. He said, I am the one that was born blind and beg. And they said, how would you get your sight? He said, a man named Jesus came by, rubbed mud in my eyes, told me to go over to the river Siloam and wash them out, and I got my sight. They said, well, who is he? Where did he go? He said, I don't know where he went. So they went and got the Pharisees, you know, just kind of like, we had to go tell somebody. So they went and got them to investigate. They came to him and said, were, were you blind? Yes. How did you gain your sight? Told them the same story. Jesus rubbed mud in my eyes and told me to go wash in the river so home, and I can see. And that's not what some of them wanted to hear. <laughs> Some of them believed him. A few believed and some didn't, and they just kept on asking. But there was some that did believe. They said, this man's a sinner. He worked on the Sabbath. He did work on the Sabbath. He's a sinner. He's not from God is what some of them said. And some said, well, how can a man not from God perform this miracle? So there was some division among the thought there. But the ones that didn't believe, they weren't going to stop, were they? They kept on. So they said, we'll go ask his parents. I don't believe he was born blind. Went to the parent, said, was this your son? Yes. Was he born blind? Yes, he was born blind. Well, how can he see now? And they'd, they'd been told that if anybody confessed Jesus, they're going to be kicked out of the synagogue. So out of fear, they said, we don't know how he can see. Ask him. He's, he's of age. Go ask him. So they go back and ask him, how do you see? And he told them again, a little bit, this, they, you could tell in the context, he's a little bit, said, I don't know why you're asking and why I'm telling you, you don't believe me. And they said he can't be a, from God, a man from God because he worked on the Sabbath, he's a sinner. And they kept trying to convince him. But the blind man, or I'm going to call him blind man, now you can see, never wavered. Told the same story. And they kept trying to get him to change his story. 
And finally, he said, why can't you see this marvelous thing? <laughs> I was blind. Jesus rubbed mud in my eyes. I went and washed, and I can see. Why can't you understand? Why can't you see this? He can't be, he's got to be from God because God doesn't listen to sinners. He's got to be from God. And they couldn't see it. They couldn't get him to change his thoughts. They couldn't prove it wrong, so they cast him out. Jesus, hearing this, went to the man, said, do you believe in the Son of God? He said, Lord, who is he that I'd believe in him? He, he said, you have seen him, and you're talking to him. You've talked to him. He said, yes, he fell to his knees. Yes, I do, and worshiped him. Didn't waver. People that could see and were supposed to be smarter, what did they do? Try to disprove him. But through this, some work was done. And we're going to look at a few of these verses now and go through John and look at a few verses, pick out a few things. You know, Jesus answered when they asked which one sin, him or his parents. He said, neither, but the works of God should be done, should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while he is, while he is a day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. You know, we have something that happens to us in our lives that can be good and sometimes bad that we don't understand. Just like the man was born blind. He didn't do anything to be born blind. When good things happen to us, it comes from above. It's not us. It comes from above. And many times we look and we see somebody down on their luck. What do we think? What did they do to, for this to happen to them? They must have done something horrible. Or something happens to us. You, I don't know if you've ever done it. I sometimes feel sorry for myself. Why me? What have I done? Things happen to us in life, good or bad, so the works can be, of God can be manifest through us. I got permission to tell a story. I'm not going to read the whole thing. This one's true for sure. Uh, it was published, it was written by Kelly Rushing. It said, Why Lord? Published in August 3rd, 1997 in a journal. And I read this at a memorial service, and I got permission. He said I could tell, share it with you today. I attended a funeral last week for a little six-year-old girl. Precious child was so beautiful, a child as you've ever seen. Rambunctious, smiling, and loud. At the same time, shy and coy. She simply beamed when, when you spoke to her. And because her dad was a small-town lawman, known to everyone in town, was constantly being picked at. She was always in motion, running, playing, riding a horse, and enjoying life. All of a sudden, cruelty of life hit, stricken with a fast cancer that took her down quick. He got up courage to see her and went and visited her in the hospital, and he said, this little rambunctious girl's laying there with tubes coming out, being kept alive by a respirator. Said, I couldn't hardly, I, he couldn't talk. He gathered his thoughts and emotions, tried to comfort the family, but he said mom and dad was handling it better than he was. <laughs> it was something sad. You know, he went on, he got in the car, he stayed, and he, he visited, and went and got in the car, and said, how can this happen to this little girl? And he began to think back on his family. He said, I've got kids, they haven't been stricken. Why this girl? Why this family? I don't understand. So... Uh, a few days passed, and he's going to the service, funeral service, and he was thinking, man, maybe the preacher can say something to explain why, maybe. And he said, I went in the service hoping this, and 
Say, guess what he did? I don't want to mess this up. The preacher in comfort, the, the, the family, said, he said, we're only able to see these situations when they arise and when they're happening. God, however, has the omnipotent vision so he can see from the beginning to the end. He said if we all were able to see the events the way he could see it, we'd understand what God knows. He said it became evident to me that the only way Christians how they deal with things is through faith and trust in God. The love of God allows us to be comforted even though we don't understand and we know tragedies can lead to miracles and bring glory to God. He said in this service, I saw people that I've never seen in church coming together for this family. He said, I saw enemies, unknown enemies that hated one another stand hand in hand to comfort this family in God's house. Things can happen, tragedy or joyous occasion as the man was tragically born blind, but the glorious thing he could see, all those came from where? God. Do we understand it? All, everything? No. But God works with us all the time in different ways ways and his works are manifest through us we were reading Isaiah 55 my thoughts are not your thoughts or your ways my ways we need to look to God keep the faith and do his work while we can and he'll help us through darkness so just like the blind man we will be able to see you know we read Christians need to let their light shine for we're sometimes in darkness but now you're in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness, righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Our shining light comes through Christ, through, shows through us from Christ. To walk as children of light is to bear the fruit of the Spirit. This is shown by goodness and righteousness. We need to be faithful and obedient and let God work through us, healing the, the blind man. Oh, let God through us. You know, when we go back to healing the blind man caused division because the story some believed and others didn't. He said, therefore, some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there is division among them. God's working through the blind man and him receiving his sight has, has created some question in what the Pharisees once believed. Some said he is not of God because he healed, healed the man on the Sabbath, but others could not believe how a sinner could heal a blind man. They've never seen that before. Some were so focused on the law that they didn't even believe what had happened with this blind man. They tried to disprove it. Sometimes all we can see is the trees because we can't see, all, can't see the trees because of the forest. They were so focused on proving that Jesus was a sinner, they could not, they did not even think of that he healed the blind man and, what, and that he was from God they could not see what happened this is what happens when we get caught up in our lives and do not look toward God you know we see in, in that account where the parents were scared to tell the son's story they went and said they asked the question by what means he seeth now now he seeth we know not or who hath opened his eyes, we know not he is of age. Ask him, he shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that the man did, conf that 
if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the sin of God. Therefore, his parents, he said, is of age, ask him. Fear can cause us to do funny things. I ask the question, how do you react if you're confronted by your belief in God? Do you stand bold or do you hide behind somebody? Do you share your, the belief in your faith? Do you speak boldly of God? Do you act like the parents or do you act like the son? The world wants us to be like the parents and not speak up. The world wants us to blend and not let our light shine. The world does not want to hear the truth in God's word. We cannot be afraid to speak of our faith and the truth in God's word. We read, to fear not, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And we also read, don't be afraid to serve. Fear, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The blind man's parents and others were afraid to say Jesus was from God. They were afraid they'd be persecuted, kicked out, and shunned. The same thing is happening today. Cancel culture. If you don't believe, in, in, you, like I do, you just get kicked out. We cannot be afraid to speak up and tell Jesus' stories. Satan wants us to have that fear from telling people the truth. In the when the history class, the first American history class you have in school, you go over the Declaration of Independence. And when you look at it, it's hard to not notice one name, isn't it? John Hancock. And to this day, we refer to that when we want somebody's signature. Put your John Hancock here. You know, when they were signing, there was 56 people that signed the Declaration of Independence and were signing it. He was the first, and he signed it big and bold. He said he wanted King George to know that he was committed, know his name, and he's committed to the cause and where his allegiance laid. So he signed it big and was bold. You know, later on, King George said he would... Uh, not try the ones that they just lay down their arms and quit fighting. He would give them amnesty. But John Hancock wasn't one of them. He stepped out on his own, fearless, and declared his allegiance. Just like John Hancock as Christians, when we're out in the world and we get questioned, we need to be able to stand up, stand strong, speak bold, and tell of our allegiance to God. Tell them of the faith. Tell them the story of Jesus. Let them know why we believe what we believe. Brandon hit it today. Society, I mean, it's, it, it's, it is the breakdown of the families, the breakdown of the society. I believe that wholeheartedly. But I also believe that a minority of people are controlling what a majority will do because we're just compliant to laws. And I don't think, I think we have to start speaking bold. And though the law goes against God's word, we don't need to agree with it. And we need to speak out against it, whether we're persecuted or not. The blind man, he did. He stepped out against it. He didn't falter. And before he got healed by Jesus, he might not have even heard of Jesus. But he knew he had to be from God if they was to heal him. And we need to be bold and not afraid to serve God. The blind man answered to them the third time. And his answer, he said unto them, While herein is a marvelous thing that ye not know from whence he is, and he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man, op that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If, any man were not, if this man were not of God, he could do nothing. The blind man couldn't understand why they couldn't see the miracle that was performed, and it had to come from above. The Pharisees refused to see and 
and believed that Jesus was a sinner. Some of them failed to see that. And they continued to try to disprove what occurred. Again, they could not see the tree from the forest. Just like the blind man, we need to understand the amazing gift we've been given with Jesus. We have a risen Savior. He's gave himself so we may live. And we need to let others know of this gift. And speak boldly his word. We read here, the blind man that believes. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he went and found them, he said unto them, Dost thou believe the... On the Son of God, he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is that he talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. The blind man felt and heard Jesus. He was in darkness, and Jesus gave him light when he washed his eyes out in the river of Siloam. He stood up to the Pharisees and was cast out. He told others that Jesus gave him sight and didn't waver, and he believed in Jesus and again was cast out. You know, Jesus came for the publicans and sinners so that they could see. The Pharisees who claimed to know God were left in the darkness because they closed their eyes and refused to see Jesus as the Son of God. We don't need to be like the Pharisee and refuse to see Jesus and his plan of, and God's plan of salvation. We don't need to be blindfolded by world, but follow God's will. We read in Galatians 3 and 26, For in Christ Jesus you are the sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. Put on Christ, let his light shine through you, and tell the, shine, the story of the shining light. You know, I'm going to end with a story. Let your light shine. Dr. Paul uh, Brand was speaking to a medical college in India. And during his time he was speaking, he was speaking, he had an oil lamp, just had a little oil in it and a wick. During his time, the lamp ran out of oil, the wick became dry, and it began to smoke like it does because it's burning a wick. And he, he took that opportunity to tell them that, that we're just like the wick. If we're trying to fuel ourselves along in life and not rely on God or look to Jesus for help, we're going to stink at it. Just like the wick stunk. But if we used, used have, take the gift of the Holy Spirit, look to God, has Jesus as your Savior and accepts that, we can burn through eternity just like the wick with oil. You know, we live in a challenging time now. But it, you can see right here, you know, I, we always hear people that try to disprove prove the Bible or improve religion. Kind of like Brandon said, they're going to just change it to fit them. We live in a time like that. But this story showed a man who, who obeyed what Jesus said, went and washed his eyes. He never wavered once. And in the end, after he was cast out, who came to him? Jesus came to him. We're the same. If we step out there and try to do things on our own and don't rely on Christ, don't trust in God, don't do his will, don't obey the plan of salvation, we have no hope for that eternal home. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.